Heck of a shootout uh, in Dallas. It was the Cowboys over the Seattle Seahawks. No punts, Matt. And we're making picks for the rest of week 13. Coming at you on this edition of Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate all of the everydayers out there. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. No punts. This is a hell of a crazy game on a Thursday night. We get some usually ugly, weird games. Uh, a, a lot of tight games. This one was absolutely tight, and it was a lot of fun. And there were a lot of points, and and not a lot of defense out there. Um, to the point of no punts, though. How about this one? Uh, that was only the sixth game ever with no punts. Matt, you got to you go yeah. back to these are the five games before it. Niners at Bills. Uh, no, it's Bills at Niners in 1992. A couple of good teams at, at that point. Uh, these are and what's interesting is when good teams get together. When and my point, overriding point here, when good t- offenses are on the field. Good defenses can sometimes stop them, but many times they cannot. And when I looked at all the games, all five, Colts at Chiefs, divisional playoff game in 04. Good teams, right? Playoff teams. Packers at Bears. Happened twice to the Packers in 2014. Packers at Bears, Packers at Saints. Aaron Rodgers led Packers offense once at the Bears, once at the Saints in 2014 against Drew Brees, right? A lot of good quarterbacks. You couldn't stop them. A lot of offense happening. No punts. Chiefs at Eagles. Again, a couple of good teams there. Uh, and the uh, the all of these offenses were good. Most of these had a lot of these had Hall of Fame quarterbacks hmm. in, in games that there were no punts featured. And I, I don't know if there's any huge takeaways from it or like the way. Obviously, you want a good offense and a good quarterback when you're building your team, right? Um, but does if you have good offense, can good defense even really stop it? And we've seen a lot of good defense from Dallas this year. Deron Bland's been such a great story. But they were going after him, and uh, it, it was pretty unbelievable football game here. Uh, a lot of fun to watch to kick off week 13, and huge win for the Dallas Cowboys, who are still in this thing for the NFC East, by the way, man. Yeah, yeah, a lot to take away here. So both quarterbacks playing well. You know, they both threw three touchdowns. Dak, I think, is still making a strong case for MVP as we stand here going into December. Geno throws for 334, played quite well. Awesome, uh, you know, big play to Metcalf right off the bat. Wow, you know, I want to talk about Bland a little bit too. He came back to earth, but still got a pick. Uh, Dallas ran the ball quite well. Two good offenses, and I got the impression Seattle was a little desperate too. You know, I mean, they're six and six now with two awful games coming up. I mean, seven and five would have looked a heck of a lot better with a long week to prepare. And even as desperate as they were, they failed to have anyone block Micah Parsons on the last play of the game, which is never a great idea. Now, I don't want to rain on your great offense conversation parade, 
But I do think 257 yards of penalties keeps drives alive as well. <laughs> I mean, that was, was the one, yeah, that was the one yeah. thing that was like, can we just eliminate the color uh, yellow in this football game and let these teams play, right? Because the, Al the, Michaels is losing his marbles, yeah. Al, Al, Miles, Al Michaels is getting to the yeah, point of year where he cares less than he used to. Right, right. And He's like my uh, dad or whatever. He just doesn't right, care. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, and, and it was the, the, he was just like, come on, what are we doing here? Another flag, of course. And it, which is what we were all thinking watching that football game. I have to throw this out there because maybe some from our listeners know this for a fact, but every Thursday I go down to the Steeler facility and there's 15 of us media folks. And I usually sit with the same people like the high school lunch table, blah, blah, blah. And it came up about Al Michaels and a couple of those guys have known him in some way. And they all said, strangely he has never had a vegetable in his whole life like never tried one and never will like who are his parents how does he this healthy this long right (laughs) maybe that's the key no no it's not the key because my dad (laughs) is the same way i love vegetables my dad has has probably never put uh but a uh a stem of broccoli in his mouth his entire life right okay like Uh, zero yeah oh yeah and and yeah he's he's in he's in 70s now and he's you know, health wise, it, it, it kind of I think it would have paid off for him to have some vegetable. <laughs> okay. You know, so I, I wouldn't recommend that kids out there to not eat vegetables. I think it's still smart. But I heard that uh, in an interview recently about Al Michaels, and it was just like, you know, I think some people it's not, you know, some guys, some 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 people lived into their you know nineties and they smoked their whole life. You know, it's just some right, right, right. works out that way, and I think it was going to work out for Al Michaels health wise, but um, that's it, pretty unbelievable, yeah. <laughs> But crazy game. Get back to what we're doing here for a living instead of Al Michaels' culinary habits. Um, <laughs> huge for the Cowboys. Now they get this break. Um, the penalties were a little overwhelming, but it was was a very entertaining game for sure. A lot of big plays, a lot of star power. And I wasn't like rooting against Bland, but it made me a little crazy when people were saying things like, how about Bland for defensive MVP? And, and I countered that by saying, if we ask Mike McCarthy, who would he rather not have for a game, Bland or Parsons? Who do you think he'd say? You know, well, I, I go through this a lot with the 49ers because people are oh, like, I bet, yeah. McCaffrey's MVP of the league. And I, was, I would 100% rather play a game without McCaffrey than without Brock Purdy. We saw what that looked mm-hmm. like in the championship game. And it's no, it's no doubt the same for, uh, um, for the Cowboys, you know, and, sure. and their players on defense. And it, you have to, for Jerron Bland, it's all the big play. It, it reminds me a lot of Teron Diggs when he was a rookie. Remember, he gave was, up a lot of big plays, uh, but he made a bunch of big plays. And and Jerron Bland, I mean, they went after him in this game. He did get a pick though, and he made him he made him pay a little bit. Um, yeah, right. and, and in the end, you know, they the Dallas Cowboys were able to win this football game, but you know, not before DK Metcalf went for 134 yards and uh, three of all three of Geno Smith's touchdowns, including the 73 yarder, which was the fastest ball carrier now of the NFL season. He surpassed Tyreek Hill and five other, uh, the, the top five at least were all Miami Dolphins this year for uh, speed of ball carriers. And now it is DK Metcalf, 22.23 miles per hour, the fastest ball carrier. And he was absolutely moving on that play. And uh, he was acting like there was someone about to catch him. Nobody was about to catch him. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I have a couple of receiver notes. And my son is 17 and, frankly, very knowledgeable about the NFL and, you know, ahead of the curve from where I was as a 17-year-old. And I was pretty high above the curve in the NFL world. And we're watching that, and he's like, whoa. He's like, 
I was proud of him. He's like, I knew DK was a freak and is fast, but he's like, look at the stride length. I mean, he's almost at five yards a stride. I mean, just like you're just watching the five yard markers just go by. Well, boom, boom, boom. You're just a monster. Unbelievable. He's, 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 it is there are yeah. tight ends in the league that are his weight. You know, he's he's 6'4", 235 probably, right? He might be 240. He's huge, right? And for him to have that freaky size, going back to the draft that year, and obviously he's a pretty wound up tight guy, and he's never going right, to be right. a Wes Welker in the slot running whip routes all day, you know, beating people that way. But he can break off a slant. Uh, he'll, he'll block you. He's physical. He can track the ball. Like For him to fall to the end of the second round was weird. Like I know he had like a little bit of a neck injury, I think, coming out of college. So maybe some teams dinged him in the medical. But if you were a scout, that is the easiest scouting report at all of all time. Like that's a freak of nature that you can't not put a first round grade on. Like it doesn't make any sense. If if you're a scout, and you're like, yeah, I'm not too sure if he's uh physically able to be a starting wide receiver in the NFL. It's like, come on, dude, what are you looking at? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it, there, there's obviously some Monday morning quarterbacking here, but. Hmm, do I want DK Metcalf or Andy Isabella? You know, I mean, oh, yeah. give me Isabella. Yeah, oh, clearly, right. Same, same skill set. One guy is 5'8", <laughs> 180, and the other guy is 6'4", 230. Like, what, what are we doing? It was super strange. And I, I, I don't like to um, – when it comes to the NFL draft, there's a lot of easy, you know, hindsight stuff. But even my number one wide receiver. That's why I bring it up because I can't – I can say that. I'd be like, this was the, an easy scouting report. That scouting report takes five seconds. So some teams really screwed that one up. And, and as you'd imagine, I have great respect for scouting, the scouting community, the process. But sometimes you just have to think about, like, your fourth grade play in recess. I'll take him. You know, yeah, take the kid that uh, <laughs> right. earlier than the other kids. Yeah, exactly. And he's had an inconsistent year, but I mean, sometimes he just reminds you, whoa, there's not many people like him out there. Yeah. And I like to bring this up with athletes too. like, never forget F equals M a, that's a pretty important thing in the whole world. And the in, it kind of makes the world go round. Well, he's got a lot of a, and a lot of M, you know, I mean, imagine getting in the way of that when he was like 50 yards opening those strides, you know? Uh, he's a fun player to watch. I like that. I like characters in the league. I like the smallest guys, and I like the biggest guys. I like the fastest guys. I like the big and fast guys. I like the guys that have no athleticism and still are awesome. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, I like yeah. the cartoonish nature of, of the league. And and so uh, players that just stand out like that when you watch a game and you don't know anything about it, you're like, what the heck is that? Who is that guy? I like, the, the, that's yeah. fun. I love watching that. Super um, quick story. Like, when I was with the Browns, the Eagles came to Cleveland, and I really didn't have any pregame responsibilities except kind of – mull around on the field beforehand and i walked right past terrell owens and i was like he looks like a cartoon character you know like we see him like one foot away from you like holy yeah. smokes you know <laughs> yeah and and that's when you know the miles garrett's the people who are yeah if any nfl player walks in a room you're like well that guy's a freak of nature uh, compared mm -hmm. to normal people but when a freak of freak goes up, <laughs> yes like, wow what the heck yeah yeah i mean like I'm, I'm at the steelers facility a lot i see the players all the time and they are they still shocks you a little bit you know you see one of them gather car or whatever but once in a while when you see the freaks amongst freaks it's like holy smokes you know that is strange a great start to week 13 uh more playoff implications from numerous games around the league denver houston detroit new orleans and some teams trying to hang on next Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. All the lines we reference today when we make our picks come from FanDuel. And as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot at FanDuel. Right now, 
New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So if you bet the Dallas Cowboys money line and you won that as your first bet at FanDuel, there's 150 extra bonus bets to bet with. And you can bet on anything this season at FanDuel. Spreads, player props, over-unders. I love the parlays at FanDuel. It's my favorite way to bet on sports. You get that little extra bump, get a little bit more money in your pocket, right? And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. If your team's not doing well, there's draft props already out there. Which coach is going to get fired next? And, of course, NBA, NHL, uh, motorsports, combat sports, snooker, you name it, you can find that action at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Gino, uh, I mean, excuse me, Dak Prescott did, and Gino played a great game too. Uh, Dak mm-hmm. Prescott, though, did he did he take a, a little head in the uh, league MVP conversation, Matt? He's my vote right now. I mean, with all respect to Hertz, who I think Dak's had a better year. I think Dak's been the better player. I I mean, I understand their records and Hertz is great and all that. I mean, I'm not selling him short. I think Dak has done more and is more deserving. Still, the door is wide open. I mean, no one's running away with it for sure. I mean, I'm not even sure Tyreek's out of it, you know? Yeah, and and one of the things we talked about on yesterday's podcast, previewing 49ers-Eagles, I think, you know, the Purdy-Hertz thing. Whoever wins Mm -hmm. that huge game, all eyes are going to be on that game like they were on the the primetime Thursday-nighter. They might take that head lead over Dak, whoever wins that game, if they have that type of performance. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I would say those three players right now for me are up there with Patrick Mahomes. Those are my top four. And look, other positions are are valuable, but none of them are more valuable than those four quarterbacks. And there's obviously mm-hmm. some other names you could throw in there as well. So um, and it's tight. It is tight uh, with the MVP award this year. Okay, Glad you brought Mahomes though, because he's uh, not quite done with his his case. <laughs> you know what? Let's go there because the Packers. Right. Uh, you know, we're kind of out of order okay. timeline yeah. wise here, but we got the Packers hosting the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, uh, and my <laughs> the doors opening up in the NFC. I mean, Vikes are struggling, Seattle struggling, team like Green Bay or the Rams could easily get in the I playoffs. Mean, Packers home dog. You're getting six points for the Packers at home in Green Bay, and. It's a night game. It's going to be cold, right? It's it's December. It's winter time. Is, is the Packers win this football game? They're tied with the Seattle Seahawks for one of those wild card spots mm-hmm. at six and six. So the Packers could get to five hundred here. This is a pretty important game. Jordan Love's been playing some good football recently. He's had an up and down season. He's on the upswing right now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, though, speaking of MVP, he might have statistically not the greatest season. The the Chiefs aren't you know destroying people, but they're still eight and three. They're still the Chiefs. Um, but it might be one of his best arguments for MVP because he's doing more of it himself and has less help at wide receiver this year, too. Yeah, his offensive tackles are troubling, too, to be honest with you. And I don't think he trusts them. Run game's good, not great. He does have a very good defense, of course. And I hate to say it, but Kelsey may be 3% less than he was. You know what I mean? I mean, it's bound to happen eventually. They you know? got, got in that high-profile relationship. It's got to – it's going to ding you three and a half catches per game right off the top. <laughs> no doubt. So I think Tay Tay's supposed to be there for the night game in Green Bay, although is that the best town to go for? Yeah, whatever. She's in love, whatever. Um, I'm going to take the Packers. And I think Jordan loves the keeper. I didn't think I would say that. I mean, man, I've talked about this a couple times because they came to Pittsburgh like three weeks ago and I really dug into him and I'm like, He's just not accurate enough. I mean, I, I thought this this guy's not good enough. He played really well against Steelers. He's played better every time since. 
Like, I think you need to extend him and make him your quarterback in Green Bay, assuming he keeps this up. And I, I don't know a lot about betting, but I know the Chiefs are always a good team to bet against because people think they blow teams out when they really don't. And six just seems like a lot as a night game in Green Bay for a team that's playing well and a defense that's not bad either. I thought I was going to I was thought I was going to surprise you taking the points, taking the home dog here on the Sunday nighter. And uh, shout out to my guy Peter Bukowski, the host of Locked On Packers. He's also the host of Locked On Sports today. I talked to him late last night, and uh, we talked about the 49ers mostly, but uh, off the air, we also talked a little bit about the Packers and Jordan Love, and he thinks that Jordan Love's going to get that sort of Geno Smith, Daniel Jones extension this year. Ooh, it'll, give, it'll give the team an opportunity to um, extend him, but. Also, it could pay off huge, but they still don't know, and he's not going to get the big, big money, and I think it's a way that they all figure it out uh, in, a, in a Daniel Jones sort of a way, and and so we'll see if that's what ends up happening. Um, but uh, they he's shown enough is the point to not be searching for a new quarterback this offseason. So and yeah. it's the, that's the type of – it's a four-year deal that's actually a two-year deal is essentially what those contracts are. Um, unless he goes crazy, then you have a bargain of a four-year deal for a young quarterback. And uh, that might be a good one for both with the the Green Bay Packers. And he picked the Packers upset, but he's a homer, so I I don't know if I want to count that. That doesn't count, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I do like the the home dog. I like taking the points here and taking the six points. And I'm glad I took the the nine nine points for the Seahawks as well in the Thursday nighter. So we're off to I I did the opposite. Oh, you did, yeah. Yeah. How about, uh, I think maybe the best game on Sunday left after the ones we've already talked about here is um, Broncos and Texans. The, I mean, the Broncos, hold on. Here, here's a stat on the Broncos. This is this is what the Broncos are doing. It, what, what they're doing in season is historic stuff. Vance Joseph's defense for the Denver Broncos could have the largest in-season improvement of any team in league history According to points allowed, they allowed 36.2 points per game over the first five games of the season. Now the Broncos have surrendered only 16.5 points per game since then. Uh, Nobody's ever made an improvement like that. 19.7 points per game, almost 20 points per game better on one side of the ball from one quarter of the season to the next quarter of the season. That's that's absurd. That's absurd. I mean, I think Sean Payton has a ton to do with that, of course, getting a better understanding of his team. And a huge key for them has been they've been unbelievable this last during this streak. I mean, there's four or five games that they're the winning streak with turnovers. I mean, their their turnover stuff has been ridiculous, turnover margin, the whole deal. And I don't know that Houston's a turnover prone team. I mean, I don't I know Stroud isn't, at least in the small sample size. So I do think that that's a hard thing to count on. And I'm not saying it's fluky by Denver by any stretch. Still, given that team three as hot as they are, I know it's on the road. I think I'm going to take the points and think Denver at least keeps this thing very close. You, the, these two teams are interesting because they're both six and five. Um, they're both hanging on to you know playoff opportunities. They need to do some things down the stretch. And this is a huge game because they're competing with each other for those playoff spots. And the... Um, the the Broncos are playing such good ball recently, but what they're doing is the defense thing is also part of the offense because it's all complementary. And you know they're they're playing more efficient on the offensive side of the ball. The defense is playing better. They're giving the ball back to the uh, you know keeping the defense off the field, giving the ball back to the offense, and you know all these things are starting to work together. And you know the Texans uh, are, are such a fun team here. I don't know if I guess I, I guess I like the line because I would take the Texans, 
and they're at home. And so you mm-hmm. get a three point home bump. So, you know, neutral site, it's a pick them. I, I think that's about right. So I don't even know which way to go on this one. I don't even know if it's going to be high scoring or low scoring. Uh, so uh, to be honest with you, of, of all the games we picked this year, this one's just like, let's, I'm just going to learn about these teams. I feel like, yeah. Um, so does that mean I, this I guess I should and take the hottest team, but, uh, but they're both kind of hot right now. That's why I wanted the points. I mean, I just think Denver's playing pretty well on D run the ball. They'll probably keep it close. I don't see them losing by 10 or getting blown out. Um, is this a loser leave t- town match though in the AFC? It might be close. You're not going to creep in with one game under 500 in the AFC like you might in the NFC. Mm-hmm. You know, especially Losing an AFC conference tiebreaker game too. Yeah, you know, yeah. it this might is- be. And uh, th- there's an opportunity for both these teams to make the playoffs, but there's an opportunity that neither team makes the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for either – I mean, it's a pretty important game at this point in the season. And, and the couple of teams that it are is. on the on the upswing and, and super interesting to watch. And uh, I, I want to watch a lot of this game because I, I think I want to learn a little bit more about what's going on here. I actually – you know what's crazy is I trust the rookie quarterback more. So I'm giving up the three oh, quarters at home. Give me the Houston Texans. Okay. If this was – I think the line's just a smidge high, but I'm, I think it's a very equal game. The uh, – where are we at here? Let's go to the Colts and Titans. The – Speaking of teams that are six and five in the AFC, that are you know, I mean, there's a lot of those teams right now. Uh, six and five Colts at the four and seven Titans division game. Indy on the road, favored by one single point. Now. I like the Colts here pretty easily, to be honest with you. I don't like how Tennessee's defense has deteriorated. I don't like their O line. I don't think we're talking enough about a good Colts defense. You know, like this is a great streaming D and fantasy this week you know Colts are probably out there in your leagues go grab them play them against the Titans I think the Titans are kind of crumbling at a rapid rate to be honest. yeah I mean the, I'm gonna take the best team um yeah in a, in a game where these teams are really familiar with each other it's only a single point so give me the Indianapolis Colts and shout out to EJ Speed who made Shaq Leonard dispensable right in, in yeah what a what a wild scenario that is! We, we, it happened at a time where uh, we we were off for a couple of days in between podcasts over the mm-hmm. weekend. We get a chance to talk about Leonard getting released by the Colts. Wild situation, but they've got players there, and and they they're good on all three levels of their defense. So yeah, me the Colts. So real quick take on Leonard that I kind of read the tea leaves, and not that he's a bad guy, but he's used to being the man. And sometimes, and he's coming off this surgery and isn't quite, it hasn't got back to where he was. And if he's not starting or being out there, he can be disruptive. You know what I mean? Like, Correct. yeah. And sometimes it's better to move on. It's not like you it's gotta, a huge salary down. Yeah. Too. You, you yeah. gotta, um, you gotta send the, the loud kid in the back of the room to the office so the other kids can learn sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Uh, next, we got a whole bunch more picks to make to finish up our preview of week. 13. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and get $20 off uh, the next big event tickets, NFL game, whatever it is that you're looking for. Because when you're buying tickets to a big event, it should be easy. It should not be difficult. It should not be a worry and a hassle for you to get to that next big event. It should be all fun times, right? So that's why Game Time exists. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You get to see the view from your seat before you buy. You know exactly what you're getting. All-in prices, 
the hidden fees, the worst part for me for buying tickets, all the totals up front for game time and buy tickets in seconds with two taps, last minute deals, even up to an hour after your event starts. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We've got, uh, the Detroit Lions at the New Orleans Saints. And um, the, the Lions are in control of their division. So they don't have to do the thing where they're looking at their record versus the Cowboys record versus the 49ers record because they're, you know, they've got the division thing uh, in hand. But the New Orleans Saints, on the other hand, are fighting for their division. And at five and six, the, you know, they're they're in a better place than some of those six and five AFC teams. But this would be huge for the Saints to win a game against the uh, a, another playoff team in the NFC. And they're at home, and the Saints do well at home. And the Lions on the road are coming in favored by four and a half points in just about every game the rest of the year for Saints, Falcons. They feel like must-win games because they've, they've got to get over 500. Interesting game. In a dome, I mean, that seems like up Goff's alley, even though it's on the road. I think the Lions' offense is still outstanding, but I think their defense has quickly turned to garbage, to be very honest with you. So while you were you know, at the break there, I went to the EPA site, and, and they have that grid of where everyone is at, you know, defense, offense, and I sorted it just by the last four weeks because, frankly, that's how coaches look at things. You know, like when you watch tape, they don't really care about what your opponent did in week one. They want to see the last four weeks. And the Lions defense is last in the league in EPA over the last four weeks. You know, like it, it's, a, stop, it's a it's a it's mirror of last year, right? Last yeah. year it started awful. They figured it out at the end of the year. This year they continued that success or mostly success on the defensive side of the ball. And then it's falling apart and looking like the beginning of the year last year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's 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 concerning. I didn't think the defense would be bad, but it's flat out bad. The Saints put up a ton of yards last week, but not a ton of points. I'm, I'm kind of looking at the over here more than anything, that this could be a fun fantasy shootout. Looks like Alave is going to play. I'm not sure, 100% certain of that. But I'll take the I'll take the Lions, but I expect fireworks more than I am picking uh, the winner here. I, I think this could be a close game, and for that reason, I'm going to take the the home dog, you know, just because it's a it's a, a good bet many times. So, so give me the four and a half points at home for the Saints who have a pretty good defense. And, and Jared Goff hasn't. Jared Goff was playing awesome as well. So it's like Goff yeah. and the defense kind of started getting weird at the same time. Um, too many turnovers. Turnovers. Jared yeah. Goff, and, and that can't happen in, in really any game. And, and when you go on the road and start turning the ball over, that's usually dangerous for your football team. Now they can still put up points, but um, kind of looking at the lines with the side eye right now, they got to get that fixed, you know, before January and they're going to be playing in January. I, oh, exactly. I mean, this is probably just a rough bump for a you know, patch for them. And I think they can rebound well. That's why I'm picking them, but I don't feel strong about it. I, I think the defense has to be better than league worse, you know. A great opportunity for the Saints to be like, okay, we're we're at home and we can beat a playoff team. Yeah, I mean that would go a long way, and boy, they could use it in that division right now too. Uh, one of the teams they're competing against for that division is the Atlanta Falcons. They at five and six are on the road at the New York Jets, who are four and seven. Atlanta favored by two points. And Matt, we had a picture 
evidence of Aaron Rodgers back at practice throwing a football like 87 days after tearing his Achilles, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, <laughs> here we are in the year 2023 and the medical miracles uh, that that sometimes are able to happen. And who knows, maybe in the next 20 days or so, we'll see Aaron Rodgers on a football field. He won't be on the field for the Jets, though, on Sunday. I think Atlanta wins this game big. Uh, I mean, I, I have not been super impressed with the Jets' defense, especially against the run. Bad combination, of course. Um, and I think the Jets' offense is flat-out miserable. Uh, I, I just mentioned – I you know, hadn't planned on saying it going down this road, but I just mentioned that I had uh, sorted EPA by the last four weeks. Well, there's the Jets, Giants, Cardinals, and Panthers – that are way in the bottom left corner of yuck, yuck, yuck. And that's just what they've become at this point. You know, uh, they're by far the four, four worst teams in the league. Meanwhile, your Niners are all alone in the top right corner. But anyway, um, so I'm picking against the Jets more than I'm picking the Falcons. But they don't stop the run very well. That's yeah, so great. the Jets are kind of going in that that mode of, you know, one of the units, the defense has been so good, and now they're kind of just like the, the offense is, is – playing so poorly that it's putting too much stress on the defense and it's like what we yeah. talked about with the broncos except for opposite the broncos started getting better a little bit on both sides of the ball then they complement each other and the jets are not complimentary at all right now no. and it seems to all be going in, in really the worst direction the only thing is this could be a ugly low scoring game because i don't know if the falcon the falcons are going to light up the scoreboard either the over under is only 33 and a half lowest of the week so um, for that reason, maybe you want to take points for the the home team, but it's only two points. Uh, I got to take Falcons because I just think they're better overall team top to bottom. Yeah, Jets line's a disaster. Tim Boyle shouldn't even be in the league. You know, like, I'm sorry. I can't put any money on the Jets. What do you got for me with your Steelers that are hosting the 2-10 and 10 Cardinals? Steelers have an opportunity to go 8-4 and four here if they win this one in their favorite big five and a half points hosting the 2-10 and 10 Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the Steelers host the Cardinals, and then in five days on Thursday, the Patriots come to town. I mean, you talk about garbage teams. They could be in the driver's seat for a wild card of two, hopefully, you know, for me, easy wins. Yeah. The more I look at the Cardinals, though, like, I dig in super deep to these opponents, and I write this 5,000-word stat sheet and all this stuff, and basically – the Cardinals defense is like last in everything. <laughs> I mean, that's they're not even like fun to talk about on that side of the ball. They have like they probably need like eight or nine new starters in the offseason on defense. The run defense is horrendous. The Rams moved the ball any way they wanted last week. Like, I think the Steelers handed off to Najee Harris and Jalen Warren a hundred times mm-hmm. and have 42 minutes of time of possession and win this thing like 24-7. So the Steelers win it as long as they don't go out and lose it and turn the ball over. Which is exactly how they're built. I mean, right. Kenny, Kenny hasn't thrown a Kenny hasn't thrown a, a pick in like two hundred and some attempts. I mean, so I'm sure they'll just Tomlin it up, play it close to the vest, play good defense, and hand the ball off a million times. Yeah, win by two field goals, Steelers by six. I can buy that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll give up the uh, the five and a half points at home for the Steelers and for the Cardinals. I think they were able to sneak attack some teams early, new schemes, both sides of the ball. Yes. But you have tape on them, and they're just not talented enough to hang with teams, and that's what we're starting to see here with the Arizona Cardinals in the second half of the year. It's ancient history, but I do find it interesting that Gannon comes from the Eagles. His first three games were against NFC East teams, you know. So maybe he kind of had a, an, oh, a, yeah. a good, you know what I mean? He knew, and now they just don't have any good players. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough, and you know, it, it, and it's harder to evaluate Kyler Murray because of that. You know, yeah. 
and he's a little rusty too. The more I watched him, I'm like, yeah, he's okay. But I mean, he, he can make a big play, but he still can't complete deep balls right now and not getting a lot of help. And yeah, they have a lot By of way, injuries. Patriots, uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, we talked about it hosting the the Chargers. We talked about it Thursday, but Zappy is now looking like he is going to play. And, and Mac Jones is yeah. apparently, according to some beat writers, just like mentally checked out for the Patriots. So it's, it's, it might be Zappy the rest of the way uh, in New England. You mentioned the, the Patriots coming down there. Yeah, I don't think he's going to throw another ball for the Patriots. He might not. Uh, similarly, yeah. the Packers, the Rams, they are actually favored against the Browns at home and have a chance to to get back to 500 and be in that conversation for the wild card in the NFC and tie, uh, at least record-wise, with the uh, Seattle Seahawks at 6-6 six and six if they beat the Browns in their favor by 3.5 Sunday, man. Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco's going to play <laughs> like, start potentially for the Browns. That's one of the remainders that I watched in high school and helped recruit to Pitt before he transferred to Delaware. That means you're long overdue to hang it up. If I've hung out with you, if I toured you around Pitt's campus with your mommy and daddy, you should have hung it up long ago. Um, did you Brown, did did, what's did, that? You, did you deny Flacco or did he choose Delaware? No, he had, we got him at Pitt and then he transferred. Oh, he transferred. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay. I'll be honest, in my recruiting career, that's maybe my best get because he. We beat like Ohio University on him. I just ha- happened to watch his tape, and we weren't on him at all. I'm like, whoa, he can sling it. Let's Six at least talk him. Yeah. Swing the heck out of it. Let's yeah. go. And Let's go. Ohio- Audubon High School. Why did he transfer? Uh, Tyler Palco was ahead of him on the depth chart, and he wanted to play. Palco. Yeah. How about that? He played with the Chiefs a little bit. Good kid. I would have anyway. Larry Fitzgerald's Palco. best buddy at Pitt, too. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's not why, but yeah. Anyway, we're really going down some rabbit holes here. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> Brown's we- defense is great, but if you look at their home road splits, it's merely good on the road and it's unbelievable at home. And Miles Garrett's fighting something. Ward didn't play last week. I think the Rams win this one, not by going away, because the Browns defense is quite good, but the Browns offense led by Flacco, I can't see hardly any points from them. I, I want the Rams here. I'm going to take the points actually okay. in this one because it's three and a half. And uh, I think whoever's going to win this is going to win by a field goal. So I get that extra half point. There we go. All right. All right. Uh, that's uh, those are the games we're picking here for week 13. Appreciate everybody making this your first listen. By the way, you got to check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever national streaming 24 7 channel right here at Locked On. Find it on YouTube and coming soon to an Amazon Fire Stick and some televisions as well. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and uh, get the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel brought to you by us here at the locked on podcast network. And you'll see Matt and I on that channel quite often. And we'll be back post week 13 to break it all down right here. Peacock and Williamson.